you guys. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about the Georgia Guidestones and how they were recently demolished after a blast. But before I get into that, I wanted to mention something real quick. Typically in advance, I always apologize if you guys hear any sounds in the background. Across the hall from our bedroom is my boyfriend's studio. So usually this room is pretty good with containing sound. Every now and then something slips and he's recording music. Since we're on the topic of him, I do want to mention that my boyfriend is a very talented musician, you guys. The music you hear in my intro and outro is done by him and I've used his music in my last season as well. So we hear a lot of his music on this show and hopefully I'll share more in the future. So Eric, if you're hearing this, thank you, baby. (laughs) All right, moving on. The Georgia Guidestones. Now, what are the Georgia Guidestones? I'm about to tell you. BBC released an article on July 7th of last year explaining how the Georgia Guidestones were demolished and this was due to a blast. Somebody just pulled up on it in the middle of the night and planted what it looked like to be an explosion and just took one of them down. So what are they? Well, they're a monument made out of granite and they did stand in the state of Georgia. They stood 19 feet tall and they weighed 119 tons. So these stones were built in 1980. On March 22nd of 1980, they were revealed to a crowd of 100 people, according to this article. So each stone had a set of 10 guidelines or commandments engraved in them. And in total, there were eight of these. Now I'm going to read to you what guidelines were engraved in them. But before I get into that, just to give you guys a quick visual of this. Have you guys seen the Stonehenge out in England? Well, these were intentionally built as a replica of that. So the Georgia Guidestones are considered to be America's Stonehenge. Anyways, so these stones had guidelines written in eight different languages. English, Russian, Chinese, Arabic, Hebrew, Swahili, Hindi, and Spanish. And just to note, those eight languages are the most spoken languages in the world. And I'm about to read you the 10 guidelines. So the first one, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Three, unite humanity with a living new language. Four, Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. 5. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. 6. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. 7. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. 8. Balance personal rights with social duties. 9. Prize truth beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. 10. Be not a cancer on earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. So uh, those were the 10 commandments because that sounds like, I mean, when you first read that, it doesn't seem so bad, right? Like these are good laws, you know, like for instance, leave room for nature. Why wouldn't we? Prize truth, uh, balance personal rights with social duties, right? Like we should all be aspiring to do that anyway. However, the first one should throw you off because it threw me off. And this is the introduction to these 10 commandments, right? Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. What on fucking earth? So that's population control right there. I'm going to just read to you 
what this article said verbatim. An explosion early on Wednesday reduced one of the slabs at the Georgia Guidestones to rubble. CCTV footage showed a car leaving the scene and authorities are investigating. Despite being built in 1980, the monument has been nicknamed America's Stonehenge, a reference to the prehistoric landmark in the UK. So they also mention further down this article that the Georgia Guidestones have been a focus for conspiracy theories. It has been linked to the New World Order theory and purported plot by global elites to rule mankind. 2008, the monument was defaced with a slogan, Death to the New World Order in red paint. When I read this fucking part, right, I couldn't help but think the World Economic Forum because Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, George Soros, they've all publicly addressed the issue of world population. Now, as of recently, we have reached 8 billion people on this planet. So a lot of these globalists have been going on and on about the world population. Al Gore just recently spoke about this along with John Kerry at the Davos meeting several weeks back. This has been an issue for the elitists, the ever-growing world population. It's an easy dig, right? To be like, well, Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and John Kerry and Al Gore have been talking about this shit for years. What's new? Well, celebrities have also spoken out on world population, and that would include Tom Hanks, Miley Cyrus, Jane Goodall, Lily Cole, Carl Sagan, Morgan Freeman, Jane Fonda, Ashley Judd has talked about overpopulation. I mean, the list goes on. There's prominent figures in pop culture that have spoken out about world population and how it concerns them. Now, going back to the Georgia Guidestones, for the longest time, it was a mystery as to who exactly came up with this idea and funded this to be built. It took about more than 30 years to figure it out. It was a mystery. This guy concealed his identity. But recently, I came across a video done by the Y Files, and I will drop this for you guys to watch because it's pretty juicy. But he was able to reveal that a surgeon by the name of Dr. Herbert Kirsten was the man behind funding this project in 1980. This guy was connected to very prominent figures. According to his obituary, he died in 2005. He was a conservationist and was very passionate about nature, and he was heavily involved with world population issues. He had four kids, and the flip side of this guy was he's incredibly racist. He believed that particular races were superior to others, and FYI, he was of German descent. He was a supporter of a politician named David Duke who had ties to the KKK. Dr. Kirsten was also linked to the Rockefellers and other prominent figures, so he was linked to really powerful people. And he was affiliated with people who believed in a philosophy that in order to reduce human population, mankind would be advised to not breed for one entire generation. And those who did reproduce were of selected races. Now, if this sounds a bit familiar, it's because this happened not that long ago in World War II with Hitler. Remember, he wanted to eradicate, which he did, by the way, eradicate millions of Jewish people in favor of the German race because he believed that the German race was superior. We have a word for that, and it's called eugenics. Going back to world population and all these rich people talking about how they're concerned with the ever-growing human population on Earth, something rang in my head, and this is where I'm going to intercept with my own theory here. Now, we live in a day and age, you know, particularly within the woke realm, how everyone likes to talk about racism 
racism is a hot topic and it's very easy to point at somebody and say, well, they're racist because of X, Y, and Z. And typically, at least within the mainstream media, a lot of their examples of people who are racist tend to be petty and laughable things. For instance, I read an article not that long ago about a guy who was called out for being racist because he questioned his girlfriend's long nails. He happened to be white. So was his girlfriend, by the way. But it was racist because she had long nails and that's attributed to Latino and black culture. And then his girlfriend got called out because she was appropriating that culture. So it's like little things like that. It's as if long nails are illegal for a particular races. Things like that. It's petty. So depending on how you look at that and what part of the spectrum you fall into, I would consider something like that to be kind of funny. Like I laugh at that. But world population is a whole other subject. And I think there's nothing more racist, really, than this. Or more so classist, right? Like, this is a classist thing. According to Dr. Kirsten and the Rockefellers and all these people and Bill Gates, it's okay for them to have more than one child because Bill Gates has, I believe, three. Dr. Kirsten had four. Klaus Schwab has two. So it's okay for them to have more than one kid. But depending on your race... If you fall in a particular socio-demographic, you're limited to one or none. I mean, that's there's nothing more classist than that, and that is practicing eugenics. This is a problem, and we've seen a lot of prominent figures talk about this over and over and over again. Now, this is going to lead me into my other theory, which is a war against class, and kind of remind me of what happened during the French Revolution when the people took down their monarchy. It was the end of an era. It was the end of royalty in France as we knew it. They completely rewritten history to the point where very powerful governments and families all over the world were very nervous. Because they were like, wow, the people got to their king who was beheaded. They beheaded their king in public. And this was a result of a financial crisis. And thus, they created a new constitution. I'm giving you a very dumbed down version of the story. But this happened back in the 1700s. So bringing it back to today's times, we have world initiatives and governments colluding with them. And they're all a part of one class. Now, this brings up a question of what? What kind of leader would turn his or her back on their own people? And I'll tell you what kind of leader would. A very selfish one. A very greedy, selfish leader. And this is happening right now with our own administration. With Biden and his son and all the people attached to him. They're looking out for their best interests. A lot of them show up to the Davos World Economic Forum meetings. Because they're out trying to make deals. And we have no say in any of that. I've talked about this many times before. But this is a very serious thing now. The world population and the dialogue surrounding that is becoming more and more talked about as time goes on. Now, the World Economic Forum on their site will present the world population for 8 billion people on this planet as a problem. To them, it's a problem. Now, us the people, did we really ask for the population to grow so rapidly? No. The real question here is, what is the solution? Well, here's what I think. I'm kind of conflicted with this myself. Part of me believes that the more people, the better, because then we can regreen our deserts. We can put 
manpower into our agriculture and our land and can all work to make this a better place. So the, the, the more hands on deck, the better, right? The other side of me feels discouraged because we do have a growing elitist population and they're revealing themselves to be one race as opposed to this person from here, the, you know, the, the CCP and the King of England or whatever. No, they're, they're all presenting themselves to be of one class, of, so of one race theoretically and it's the rest of us how do we defeat that when propaganda and the big machine is on their side spreading this message i don't really have an answer to all this but it is a topic that is developing as we speak and i can't help but think that this is why people like me believe that you know covid-19 and lockdown and the vaccine is all tied into this when you're seeing so many people including wealthy people suddenly die of cancer that has progressed rather quickly heart conditions shortness of breath all these people are collapsing athletes mothers women who can't reproduce anymore because of taking the shot whether you want to believe in it or not um, at this point it's kind of obvious to admit that there are side effects. I have to remind you guys this was the COVID-19 vaccine was authorized for emergency use so it wasn't officially passed by regulation. They tested this on six mice so we didn't know the long-term effects of these novel vaccines because it's a brand new virus therefore a brand new vaccine. Typically when this first rolled out people were asking me are you going to take this? I said then and there I'm going to wait at least two years to see some data and as two years went on and the data limited data began to roll out and having seen all that data censored was a big issue for me and it made me make my decision then and there that if they're gonna hide something who hides something when there's nothing wrong you don't hide something if nothing is wrong okay people hide things because they feel bad about something no one hides data without having a guilty conscious so when it comes down to me putting something foreign in my body no i'm gonna need some receipts for that and that's why i never got vaccinated now the tide is turning people are coming around people that i never thought would have conversation with me regarding the topic of the vaccine finally having a conversation about it and it's making me really happy to see more minds being opened it is very late in the game, but I think it's still progress and this could be a sign for the future. When things like this go down, we should all be able to have a discussion about it despite holding different opinions on something. It's good to chop it up back and forth. Think of it this way. This world consists of various cultures, right? Not everyone comes from the same background, same culture. As humans, we honor that. So we should honor people's personal medical decisions. You know, just how we honor people who choose to to eat vegan. We accept that. Society has come to an understanding with that. When it comes to medicine, we should treat it the same way. Everyone's different. Now, depopulation is, I think, already in the making in a lot of ways, and that is with the help of big pharma and processed foods and rising levels of poverty. Now we have a nuclear threat hovering all of our heads. If these nukes are to be dropped, if these advanced weapons were to be, I don't know what the word for it is, ignited, I don't know. <laughs> but if they were to be used on mankind, it's gonna piss our planet off. It's gonna be followed up with not only death, but natural disasters and such. We have the elitists and we have mankind. It's been reported that very wealthy people 
are already prepared if such a catastrophic event were to happen. A lot of high up there people have invested in underground bunkers and caves and whatnot. They have technology to sustain them if an event like this were to take place. The evil regime have their own interests to look after. What I think, now here's another theory of mine, I believe deep down in my soul that the elitists want to impose all of these restrictions on us, get rid of a ton of people in the making, you know, back to the Guidestones, how it noted that, you know, the first commandment, right? Maintain human population under 500 million. Once they reach a number that they're happy with, I don't know if it's 500 million in particular, but once they reach a number that they're happy with, life will go back to normal. Now that we have this uh, Russian situation going on, this nuclear threat might dispose of much more. You know, the point of me putting this episode together is to start a dialogue regarding depopulation. And I think we the people should have a say in how to deal with this, even if we think it's a problem. What are we going to do? Kill more people? In my eyes, that's inhumane. But what we can do is figure out how to make this world a better place. And we can start with no war. We can start with regreening deserts. We can start with respecting our soil and learning how to work with soil more efficiently. We can do these things. Practical things are a more ethical way of dealing with uh, creating a better environment for everybody to live on. And we should also respect other cultures. Allow people to exist the way they want to exist. Freedom of expression. Whether a person is a Christian or a Russian or a Ukrainian or gay or straight or whatever. Everyone has the right to govern their lives accordingly. I believe in personal happiness as well as personal freedom. We all have a birthright to lead a life that makes sense for us. But we need to get rid of is judging people just to judge them. This isn't a solution and this is actually going to create further division. We need to get rid of this division because again, I've, I've mentioned this in the past, elitists want mankind to be divided. The more divided we are, the better for them and the easier propaganda slips through. I don't think we can get to that point until some of us wake up to how hijacked all the media is. And Bill Gates, he's a huge contributor to big media, news networks, entertainment networks. Uh, we also have brought to you by Pfizer, who just curated the Grammys for us. We need to wake up to these things. The people behind these huge organizations are greedy. They actually want to eradicate mankind. They don't care if you're well off or not. At the end of the day, they want to get rid of people. And they're in the beginning stages of doing that. If we actually wake up to these died suddenly cases and these mis- being dropped here and there and now we have catastrophic earthquakes you know recently we just had a a massive earthquake in Syria and Turkey where over 4,000 people died I don't know if that was a reaction to these military strikes being held in that region in particular I have no idea but what I'm saying is the more action with weapons the worse so we need to approach things as a society in a more ethical way 
And I think the way to get there is to unite despite our differences. Because at the end of the day, even though we disagree, we share a common enemy. And that is the World Economic Forum. And that is the powers of B. These are governments colluding with these initiatives that put in these regulations we have no say in. Where do you think disinformation and misinformation and lockdown came from? It came from them. When you go on the World Economic Forum's website, they have all of these issues that they want to tackle. But if you pay close attention, these are issues that they are inventing themselves. So once this bleeds into all of their partnerships, because they're in partnership with Adobe, they're in partnership with CNN, they're in partnership with major conglomerates in this world. Once that bleeds into their algorithms, us the people begin to believe that we have problems that do not exist. Okay, this is one small group of the world deciding what issues we should tackle. That's a fucking problem. That is propaganda at scale. It is propaganda being used like it's never been before. So it's time to wake up to these things and to have honest conversations with people that in some cases we don't really agree with. So that's all I have to say about that. These uh, Georgia Guidestones realize what's going on with the 1% of this planet. Thanks for giving this a listen, you guys. Until next time. 